Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well, and welcome back to another episode of the 50 Most Relevant, where we work through who I think are some of the most relevant players that we've got to have a conversation about this preseason. We're getting real close to the top 10 now. And today, number 14 in my 50 most relevant is Western Bulldog Adam Trelaw. He's been this high in the 50 most relevant before, but never got this high off the basis of positional availability. He is a brand new mid forward available to us. And it is one of the primary reasons he's so high in the 50 most relevant. We haven't had this special guest and he's not a special guest. He's a regular and co-founder of the coaches panel. We haven't had him for a couple of weeks, so it's good to have him back. I've got Rids. Hello, buddy. How are you, man? Hey, how you going, mate? I'm good. It's good to have you back. And Adam Trelaw is this fascinating player to discuss and as we get higher through the 50 it starts to become harder and harder to build a case to either not start a player or to not um, look to this certain players as upgrade targets and last year despite things not quite going his way at 28 years of age he still had some nice scores for us 127 in AFL fantasy and dream team against the Lions was his best score in that format while it was 123 against the Port Adelaide power in Supercoach neither of those are got a candle to what his previous scores have done 2019 in super coach it was 177 against the suns while in afl fantasy and dream team you're going back eight years now 159 you might hear that and go oh that's way too long ago no no no. he's been that good of a fantasy player pretty much since 2014 he's priced around 87 uh, in afl fantasy and dream team so in those two formats around about 730 740,000 while in super coach at 88.7 his average means he's priced in that format at 483k and rids not a lot's really gone right on the football field for adam trelaw over the past 18 months has it gets squeezed out of a club that he loves in collingwood comes to the western bulldogs has a calf injury through the preseason works his way back looks very very good Syndesmosis injury, works his way back, gets into a grand final, and then just some of the Melbourne brilliance in the last 30 minutes of that game takes away another premiership dream from him. So as great as he is, he has had a frustrating past 18 months as a footballer. Yeah, but I don't reckon he features MJB, but didn't have a bit of um, a frustrating 2021. So I reckon he is 14th in this list because... When he came back from injury, they sat him in the forward line and eased him in to try and play finals. And Without doubt. Really, they got him through that. So we should be saying, you know what? Thank you, Adam Trelaw, because <laughs> you are now eligible as a forward. So thank you the way the Bulldogs managed him and everything else. And that might be frustrating for those who own him. And he keeps of course. Like that. You know, because you don't want 30s and 40s and 50s and so on and so forth. Yeah, know? sure. But, I mean, this guy is a genuine, genuine fantasy beast. And, and he has been. The forward line, though, oh, MJ. Oh, so my. good. Like, I mean, could, and we're, we're, we're only talking about a guy who's, what, turning 29 this year? It's not yeah. as if he's an ancient history. No. 
He's a phenomenally good footballer. And we saw glimpses of it at the Bulldogs. And, and it's crazy to think that the phrase Adam Trelaw and under the radar actually go together because for so long at Collingwood and previously at the Giants, he was arguably the best midfielder in those two teams. And now he comes into a team where they've got a future Hall of Famer in Marcus Bontempelli, one of the best contested ball winners, um, certainly of the modern era in Tom Liberatore, Mr. Everywhere Man in Jackson McRae. And so the beauty for the Bulldogs to have him as this complementary piece to be so damaging is absolutely petrifying if you're an opposition analysis looking at how you beat the Bulldogs. But from a fantasy perspective last year, um, six AFL fantasy and dream team tons, including that season high 127. He had a bunch of other games where he had 85 or plus. And in isolation, you look at those and go, boys, why is he so high? Well, it's for two reasons. One, as Rids, you've already talked about, he's forward eligible. But second, he had a six-game stretch between round three and round eight in Dream Team and Fantasy where he averaged 109. And what happened? Well, he played through the midfield. That's very, very similar in Supercoach, rounds two to seven. He averaged 108, but over the season, he only scored five tons and five additional scores, 80-plus. So we talk about a player, Rids, who when he was back into that midfield mix, and I think, and this is not just I think, the data and the CBAs and the time on ground confirm this mindset in my eyes that he needed to be built into that role again coming off the calf in the preseason building into it to manage him through those that almost successful final series for the dogs they needed to keep him out of that cbas but when he did reads it was exactly what he'd done since 2014 at all of his clubs which was one 103 to 113 average everywhere he's gone yeah, but the crazy thing about that, okay, is he took a couple of rounds to settle into the season. That's, sure. That's, we've got to expect that. It's a Calf and a new team. club. We've got to expect that. There's new teammates. It's chemistry it. with players. We've got his best mate getting injured reasonably yeah. early. we got a whole heap of stuff going on with the whole debacle with his exit from Collingwood. Yeah. But go back into his history, okay, of football. This guy doesn't just do 100 and then no. a 70 and then 100. He goes on these monster runs of 100 yeah, he does. where he has five, ten rounds in a row and there's 100 after 100 after 100. Now, if you go back to 2019, okay, and I'll mm. just show you a couple of examples. Yeah, please. Round five, he went from, he went 120. This is DT and AF, okay? Yeah, he but it's comparable for Supercoach, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. 120, 105, 120, 116, 113, 114. That's six scores in a row, you know? And then what he did was after the bye, he then went from round 14 all the way down to round 21. And there's history of this guy doing it. Have a look at last year, MJ. Yeah, it's true. He had a from round three through to round eight. Again, large stretches of 100, 100, 100, 100. Because one of these things with Adam Trelaw is his gut running is just elite. Oh, and he one gets, of the best in the comp. Amazing. And he finds the ball at will. He just he just finds it. He knows where to get to. He knows the space to get. And he, he he's a mark kick type of player. 
he, you know, have it. You're not going to see Adam Trelaw go around do those dinky little handballs around the place. He gets no. the ball and runs and actually impacts and try and he tries to carry and hurt the opposition by his run. So this guy is actually, I can't overstate it enough. He's an absolute fantasy beast at best. Now, mm. let's go jumping back a little bit, and let's. Sure. I don't want to talk this up too much because I don't want to. I don't want people jumping on. I want every all the crazy talk that's going on this preseason to go crazy. But the reality is, he's got another preseason under his belt with that's true. The midfield, in he's feeling much more comfortable this time around in the new setting of his new teammates. Yep. He's got a lot more stability in his life right now. He's not coming off a crazy trade period. No. In the last bit of trade from the year before. He's like, and I mean, touch wood, we're mm. hoping that he doesn't have any injury concerns over the next couple of weeks before sure. round one. Now, there's also a lot. This time last year, he's got... Um, his partner. Yeah, was up in Queensland playing netball. There's a lot of challenges, okay? We got no more border restrictions. We got no more lockdowns. There's no more hubs. There's no more, you know, we're moving forward a little bit away from COVID. Adam Trelaw needs a bit of love. People give him a bit of a hug, you know, he needs his support network around him he needs his support network and he needs to go and visit and see people and do his things i reckon this year is shaping massive for adam trelaw i i totally agree that the crazy thing people look at last year and go oh his world wasn't always great there was a injury impacted game where he did his ankle that syndesmosis and yet still based on the forwards we have right now He's a top six forward in AFL fantasy and dream team and just marginally outside the top 10 in super coach. And we've made much of it through the preseason already of, okay, now that dream team and super coach have followed suit with these in-season DPPs, we need to create some margin for these potential midfielders that we might be getting a la Josh Kelly of last year, but AFL fantasy coaches that we need to make some space for. Here's the thing with Adam Trelaw. We've actually already got him. I am not of the opinion that he is a forward in the Western Bulldogs side. I'm of the opinion he had to play forward for Luke Beveridge to ease and build him into the finals. That is 100%. And I think there's the statistical data to back that up. But there's two things about Adam Trelaw that have people concerned about him. And I'm keen on your take on both of these in a sec, Ritz. But my statement is this, is you either start Trelaw or you avoid him for the year. Because the two concerns people have about him, they're not going to go away as the games progress. The two concerns people have is this. It's around role. He actually did do quite a good job in the forward line, in that bulldog surge in that second quarter of the grand final. He was a really key reason through the forward line that they kicked multiple goals. I think he even kicked three goals in the grand final. So some go, well, he's really quite damaging in that role. And he's been a goal-scoring midfielder for many years. The other is they see the build-up of injuries over the past few years of his career. 13 games last year with two known injuries. Only half of the available games in 2020. Yep, 2019, fit as a fiddle. But even then, 2018, you've got to go back to 13 games. So there's this 
growing narrative of uncertainty about role, uncertainty about durability, which has people concerned to start him. But as we've always said on the coaches panel, Rids, these guys that have quote unquote bad injury history, it's start or pass entirely. But but what do you say to those two big objections someone has to Adam Trelaw? The role concern and the injury history. What, what's your kind of take to that? I actually think the world has changed with the limited trades. So now that there's there's five boosts a um, year. Yeah, and up to 35, 35 trades in DT and Supercoach. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we got, you might as well say we got two trades a week. You it's know, not really. far off it, is it? Yeah. So the problem I have with Adam Trelaw is I don't think it is uh, as easy as you either start him or you don't. You actually got room here that if you don't want to start True. him, you can just bring him in in two rounds time. And then have him there, you know. Hmm. If he comes out and you want to have a look, you can actually sit there and have a look. Start someone. Um, let's just say start Taranto. Now, if Taranto starts forward and the Giants are being a bit sheepish with that, yeah, and you don't like that, and then Trelaw goes out and scores 100 in his first or second game, you know he's already stretches 100 after 100 after 100 in runs. Yeah. Why not make that move? Yeah, so I actually true. think there's a new world. So we're a bit old school, aren't we? MJ? We are very old school, yes. Yeah, so we're a little bit more, you know, you pick your keepers, you do this, you do that, you see some long keepers, and sure. then you try and work through and build your team around them. You don't really try and, you know, it's more of a the old style guns and rook approach. Where, sure. But at this point in time, I actually think it changes a little bit and it moves towards more of an AM, AF process. Yeah, where you're looking for value with almost every player that you start with or bringing into your team, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, how often do we get a possibility of 100-plus forward, you know, from season to season? It's only very rare. Yeah, it's true. this year we've got a lot, we've got a surplus of them, and... I reckon that there's every chance you could probably say that Trelaw really is. What's he priced at? 87 in DT? Yeah, 87, 88 across the formats, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I reckon he's close, well and truly closer to 100. Like, I think so, so. I think if he stays on the park, he's guaranteed 100, yeah? Oh, I think he's one of the easier picks for the year because the narrative for me is that's his basement this is as bad as he will be. Um, and so if that's as bad as he'll be, but his upside is 2018, 2019, 108, 113 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 109, 113 in Supercoach. That's his upside. And, and so we've got 15 to 20 points per game of value potentially in built here. Or at worst, he holds them. To your point, Rids, you go, okay, two rounds in in Dream Team and Supercoach. Price hasn't moved. Oh, Taranto is popping. I, I got to get him. Heaney delivers what people think he's being mooted with the midfield role. I'll jump down to a hip. Y- you've got options. You-, you can create, you can move in AFL fantasy. You give yourself a fortnight and readjust if you have to with the two trades a week. I just feel like he lets you go wherever you want to go, regardless of the way you choose to play the game. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And I think you just got to be a little bit more fluid this year, mm. um, a little bit more flexible with the thought process, I think. Um, yeah. So 
in the dream team and super coach at the moment, now that positions are changing and so on and so forth, if this guy plays, he's going to be in the top six forwards, no matter who gets forward. Yeah, it's very true. He's starting as a forward. So, so I think um, sometimes you just don't look a gift horse in the mouse, you know? Like, yeah. I reckon this guy is abso- absolutely needs to be considered. You probably need to have a rule around it that he has to at least play one preseason game or I agree. you get to see him at least once. Yeah, see and, the role. Yep. Yeah, if he plays in the guts and he does set about attendances like um, you mentioned before, yeah. I mean, you just got to back it in. Like, I mean, I reckon he's anywhere up to 20 points value on his yeah. starting price at the moment. So, I agree. And I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I don't see him having massive stints um, anywhere else but the midfield. So, it's actually what he's great at. And you look at that Bulldog side, how they're building. You want Cody Waitman to be the X Factor. They've got some elite halls that are developing and have just lucked into another one in, in Darcy, who's going to be there. But Eugle Hagen's barely been seen. Aaron Norton's got one of the best pair of hands I've ever seen to take marks up forward. It's Trelaw, a gut-running midfielder. Yeah, I just think, it, it doesn't make you know, sense. I just think if, when I look at that midfield, okay, for the dogs, and I know they go deep, okay? Yeah, very Libertore, deep. Libertore is obviously a pure mid. Yes. Um, you've got McRae, okay, who I don't actually see any other role for McRae, no. but we all know McRae's much he's better. He's a roaming mid. Yep. Outside. But he's going to find space. He's going to do what he does. Trelaw's yep. going to find space. He's going to do what he does. Agreed. Walton Pelly can pinch it up forward and play certain roles. And Bailey you Smith's know? probably the one that's a bit more damaging coming off the half forward and pushing up. Yeah, potentially. Um, they've got enough small forwards. <laughs> you, you said Waitman. I mean, they've got a raft of them. Yeah, you know, when you throw in guys like Toby McLean and stuff coming back as well, there's a lot, a lot. Johannesson played forward in, in, in stints last year, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I just don't see any role. So just make sure you have a nice, clear mind when you go in. He's got to play one game in the preseason. He's got to have centre-bounce attendances for a large percentage of the game time that he's in the midfield. Yeah. That's probably all you really need to do, isn't it, really? I th- think that's really true look for me he's in the mix and in a bunch of different teams across the formats i'm i'm absolutely i'm amazed at the amount of people that have just gone oh he played forward that's where he is i can't trust it in a way and part of me on this podcast wants to go yes that is also what i believe because i i would much happily have his ownership levels juicily low but everything about who he is how he plays, the trends of what happens when he's in the guts, what happens with his scoring points, how that supports the rest of that midfield. I just don't see a world where he is a primary forward. Um, it, it makes zero sense to me. So for that reason, I think he's one of the buyers of the year. Um, and, and injury is the only thing that's going to derail that. Um, as much as beverage derails some things for us, I think that's the only thing that's going to stop it. But draft is the interesting one, Ritz, where he goes, because he will be someone's F1 um, across formats. Well, maybe F2 in Supercoach if you're really running deep forwards early. 
But where's that range of where he goes on draft day? Because it, you are seeing people jumping on the Duncans and the Tarantos and the Dunkleys late first into the second. But it does feel like you could almost get a comparable score to these boys, maybe even two or three rounds later. Is, is that too deep for him to go? What sort of round range is he going? Well, this is going to sound ridiculous, okay? I reckon there's every chance there's going to be a lot of hype this year, MJ, with drafts coming up over the next few weeks. Yep. I reckon there's every chance you'll get in an F1 with your second forward selection. With Trelaw. And I know that. Yeah, I really do. I think he actually, people are going to be hesitant to take him without having that extra option. So they might take him with um, taking, um, let's say, Heaney, for instance, okay? Because we know there's been a lot of talk around Heaney this year. If you go Heaney and Trelaw, then you're sort of covering your bases a little bit. Yeah. You know? Whereas... If you go Trelaw and then your next option down the track is uh, Dugowie, you're sort of, you're a little bit, you're not sure how to feel about it. I hope that makes sense. No, it it does. I reckon Trelaw is possibly to go, he could go in the second round, third round. Yeah. But he could easily slide to like round six, you know. It's just so stupid how crazy people's thought processes are especially when there's some hype around certain players absolutely he is seriously any chance to go anywhere he's one of those guys that could go anywhere yeah he he could be third he could be fourth he could be fifth right now our friends at the draft doctors have their mock draft website out which is uh, mock.thedraftdoctors.com.au they've got adam trelaw's adp at the moment is at 25 um, in an AFL fantasy and ultimate footy scoring format, um, a little bit later than that in Supercoach. So, uh, again, the more people that draft on that, the, the greater the algorithm and the understanding is. But th- that's a middle to late third round is where, at least right now, is where he's going on draft day. Mate, I mean, if he was double that number, you could probably go, okay, fair enough. People are ready to take that risk. Like, yeah. I mean, it's really going to be draft to draft. But all I could say with the drafts, okay, it's very hard to predict with guys like Trelaw. Of course. If you're absolutely keen on Trelaw, you're going to have to go early because you won't you be able to predict. Yeah, you can't react on that. Someone will see what we both see and go, third round, a potential number one forward, a potential 110 midfielder as a forward. Oh, yes, please. So I, I agree. I, I don't think you can sleep on him and hope that he goes in the fourth or fifth. I think if you do want him, you probably are talking a third round pick um, to, to make sure you get him if you're that bullish. I don't think you'll have to go well, second, but definitely. I third think you will. might. I think you actually might. Late second, I think you might have to go a little bit early and pull that trigger. Yeah. I guess it always comes down to where your draft position is, isn't it? Like that's that determines the kind of players available to you. Hey, Rids, as always, mate, an absolute pleasure chatting to you on these podcast episodes. Yeah, no worries, mate. 
If you want to go and uh, read the article, look at the stats or a little bit more analysis on Adam Trelaw, the good news, it's available to you now, coachespanel.tv. It's also got all the other players revealed so far. We just mentioned drafts, ultimate footy um, have dropped their DPPs just a couple of weeks ago. That format is also now open and drafting is uh, kicking off in the next couple of days. So uh, you can check out the article where we've revealed the other players that have also picked up a DPP in ultimate footy. Look, really. There's stuff dropping all the time at coachespanel.tv. There's a place to be for you this fantasy footy preseason. Well, tomorrow we get into the number 13 of the 50 most relevant. This guy is a multi-time top 10 appearance player in the 50 most relevant. And he's one of a handful of guys, maybe not even that many, maybe two or three, that is a genuine chance to be the top scoring player in that line and to be honest with you like really honest with you if things actually broke his way in 2022 he actually could be the best player in fantasy footy next year who is he you'll find out tomorrow in the 50 most relevant yeah.